Hey, what's up, listener? Thank you for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, Marvel releases the first full clip from Avengers Endgame featuring their plan to beat Thanos. Idris Elba is not replacing Will Smith as Deadshot in the James Gunn Suicide Squad reboot, but he is still in the movie. And The Walking Dead greenlights a third spinoff show for some reason. Plus, our spoiler review of the latest superhero movie from DC and Warner Brothers, Shazam! All that and more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Tuesday, April 9th, 2019. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Chocolate, be nerded. Be funny, disturb it. Chocolate, be nerded. Spoiler alert. That's right. That's what's up, listener. How's it going? Thanks for joining us this week. And welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where you're going to get comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. And over there is a felty that if he says Shazam, he turns into a human. Is that right, Rox? Is that how this works? Shamwow! Shamwow! Oh no! Oh, he just turned into a douchey white guy. Yeah, I beat up hookers. Yeah, who beat some hookers? That's what he did. That's right. Yeah, the Shamwow guy. But you know what? The fucking Shamwow is so super absorbent. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and so am I. Yeah, just <laughs> just like rugs. Uh, if you're a new listener, thanks for checking out the show. Make sure you visit our website and the show notes for this episode. Jockinerd.com slash. 269 it's got links to everything we're going to talk about how to connect with the show how to subscribe how to support the show lots of fun stuff uh and we got a lot of bunch of news to anybody have any uh opening thoughts they want to start or we just get to the news anthony how's it going i like the show number yes yeah, 69 i thought that would Whoa, make oh, come on, somebody no, Imran, 269 269 so wait what is Don't. 269 that's a if you flip them and then you and you carry the one where does the fourth person go I just like the number. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, two six nine. It's and there's a lot of round curves in the number. <laughs> it's very, we're mature. Let's get to the news, your mother. The Jock, Jock and Ned podcast. Uh, two weeks away now from Avengers Endgame, and believe me, we're gonna be talking about this movie every week until it comes out. The week it comes out, and for many weeks after it comes out, that's just the way it's gonna have to be. Probably. Marvel just released the first actual clip from the movie Rugs. Uh, what does I, that mean? It's it's not. It was a, this is from the movie. This is an actual clip. Uh, have you Everything seen that this? We've seen. I like is that. it in the movie? Imran explains it by repeating exactly what he said. It's it's a one minute long um, continuous scene from the movie. So it's oh. not a it's not a cut trailer or teaser. I see. Rugs, yeah. I don't care if you've seen this or not. We are talking about this because it's fucking awesome. Have right, you seen it? I didn't it? see it, but go ahead and talk about it. Look, I think it's safe to watch these things because I think you can trust uh, this marketing team to put out stuff that's not going to spoil things on purpose. And 
I think it's been amazing so far. Anthony, what do you think? Spoilery or no? Uh, I mean, no, not really spoilery. It's well, it says plan to beat Thanos. Yes, this you find out a bunch of things in this clip. Yeah, <laughs> what is it? What is that? It's so it's basically the Avengers. So it's Thor, Black Widow, Cap, uh, Hulk, um, Captain Marvel, Captain oh, you Marvel, see the Hulk. Well, you well, see Ruffalo him as Bruce Banner and in War Machine, hanging out in, a, yeah. in a, basically a boardroom, and they notice that Thanos has used. The stones again. Holy shit. It, the, it starts with Black Widow going, Thanos has used the stones again. I was like, huh? What the fuck? Oh, oh shit. shit. What's going on? So they, they use they find out, and they're just debating on if they should go over there and, and kick his ass. Um, and Captain, Captain Marvel's, let's get it and use the stones and reverse it. Shut up, Imran. So <laughs> Cap- <laughs> Captain Marvel basically said so they're, they're Hulk's quite or Bruce is questioning why what's going to be any different in Captain Marvel pussy, yeah yeah and Captain Marvel's going it because you don't have me oh it's badass that's a great and line. then they do the little scene where Thor tests her with the with the uh Stormbreaker and she doesn't flinch and he does I like her or I like this one and then Cap it ends with Cap going okay let's go get that son of a bitch oh my god <laughs> it's so good but I thought Cap didn't swear these are dire times language hey, he's Cap, pissed he's pissed so it's not really spoilery, but it is a nice little clip. There is a nice little... I, I don't know why they released it, though. I don't think they needed to do that. They were on Good Morning America. This was the footage that they showed at that CinemaCon last yeah, that, week. Yeah, that was the only thing that I could think of, is that yeah. they, it already leaked that this clip was shown to some people, so they were like, let's yeah, just... Yeah, was out of the bag. They just it put the it convention, out. and then they all showed up at Good Morning America earlier, and... Uh, they don't th- need to release anymore. I didn't find this all that necessary. So this is, but clearly, from very early on in the movie. Like, if you think about it, we've been shown what maybe a few minutes of a three-hour movie uh and it's still nothing spoiler we don't know it much well shit we're getting 20 minutes of godzilla it seems like at this point so no, they're really to- like laying <laughs> well, on really well, thick yes. <laughs> we'll get into that when we get to our shazam review i just don't want it to get to that what point. i don't think it will but before but there's also a nice little uh a dialogue between roadie captain marvel where he's like speaking of which where have you been and she's like, look, there's a lot of other planets in the universe, and they don't have you guys. So she made it seem like she's been helping other people this Ooh, whole time. Pour yourself a glass of water. What's that, bourbon, Rugs? Boybin? Uh, yeah. Boybin? Oh. Boybin. So I love this. I mean, this thing, it gets just this little bits. It's getting me more and more hyped, and it doesn't spoil. Now, let's play this game, because a couple of people asked me this at work. It's a fun game. It's the same game we played a year ago before Infinity War. What movies, if you had to pick five... Are necessary to five? watch before Endgame. Let's just keep it at five, and then you can expand it. Before Endgame, hmm, what's going to work? Well, you got to watch the first Avengers. Yes, yeah. I agree. All right, you got to watch Ultron. Yeah, you got to watch the second Avengers. Um, I mean, if Cap dies, you should probably watch a Cap movie. Well, I think you got to watch all the Russo brother movies. Yeah, probably. That's probably a gimme. There's your five. And in fact, this is what Anthony Russo has said. He's like, look, if you're going to go into this, you want five movies, watch Avengers, Age of Ultron, Winter Soldier, Civil War, and Infinity War. And you should be I would have thrown in an Iron Man movie. Yeah, maybe an Iron Man and maybe... I would have gone with the first Iron Man just because I think um, this movie has also been the culmination of the fact that Tony Stark's been looking forward to this moment his entire life up until oh, looking forward to this moment when he got hit with the, sh- the shrapnel. That's true. 
I mean, he's you, been the one, he was the one in Age of Ultron that was going, we need to protect, there's something up there, it's the end game. We need to put a pseudo armor around the world. That Yeah, and that directly references what is going on. Maybe you throw in even the first Captain America movie, maybe a Guardians of the Galaxy if you want to pad it out. Yeah. Just so you get to know the other characters. Are you going to watch any movies? Ah, probably not. Maybe Infinity War just I will before. Not. No? I will not, but I, I feel like I know all these movies like the back of my hand. Yeah. At this point, I mean, it's just show me the Ultron's movie. the only one I haven't seen more than a few times. Uh, yeah. There's know, a killer robot in it. Yeah. No. They, they're fighting in the snow in the beginning. Starts out with a great fight scene. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. I may watch just Infinity War just for shits and giggles to take up time while I'm waiting. But you're right. Just bring me the fucking movie. We'll be fine. Couple weeks. Two weeks left, listener. Uh, if you want weeks, to. Is uh, that what it is? Yes. Okay. Yes, from the, from yes. There's a it's a busy, yes. busy, busy April. Uh, listener, the conversation continues over on our social medias. Follow us on the Instagram, on the IG, on the Gram at Jock and Nerd, and then join our Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation. It's exclusive. It's closed just for you. We're all in there. We hang out. Rugs, you put out a call in the yeah. nation. I sound the alarm. I said we need more geeks. That was amazing and. I got to welcome a whole bunch of new people. Welcome Dave Lewis, Steve Satmaka, Michael Hooper, Tom Powell. That's not a comic book name. I don't know what it is. Tom Powell and Mark Rue Smith. Nerd. Welcome to uh, the nation and to this empire of stupidity. Yeah. Welcome. We apologize. Yeah, and if you're listening now and you don't know about the nation, go to Facebook, look us up and fucking, you know. Join us. You can go to jockandnerd.com slash contact. It has all the links to all the ways to get in touch. Okay, more MCU news. This one makes me really excited because we're finally getting a packy, uh, a packy in the MCU. Oh, shit. Kumail Nanjani is going to be joining Angelina Jolie in the Eternals movie. I love this. So he's going to be comic relief. Baby, don't you want like a Packy to really be like a heroic figure? Well, they're 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 guessing that he uh, would likely he's play. He's not gonna be a he's not gonna be like a real character. The role of Makari, who is a speedster with a talent for designing and building high speed vehicles. Mm. So okay. that's he could be kind of funny, but yeah, if he's gonna be yeah, comic gonna relief, be comic he, relief. there's who, no way he's uh, gonna be serious. He can be serious, but still, this is a fucking. Packy American who was like he was born in Pakistan, came here at 14s, built this amazing career, Oscar nominated. Yeah, of now course. he's in an MCU movie. It's so cool. And the diversity on this movie, it's being directed by uh Chinese director Chloe Zhao, female Chinese direct filmmaker. And they're saying Angelina Jolie will probably be Cersei. Hmm. 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 Right, Anthony, this is good for representation. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, of course it's good. I'm not I'm not arguing Asian. against it. Yeah, no one's saying Anthony. Why do you have a problem with this? <laughs> You're pandering to me as if I would be against <laughs> it. Come on, this is good. You should like this. I'm more or less confused. Um, not confused, but I think the name Cersei is going to confuse a lot of people. On it the Marvel might. Movie. Yes, they may be expecting Lena Headey. Yeah, right from Game of Thrones. But uh, so that Cersei predates fucking George R. R. Martin Cersei. That's right. Hmm. That's the first well, Cersei. Cersei is a mythological character name. She? I don't. I think there's some know. kind of tie to some kind of ancient. Old myth. Uh, yeah. Shame. 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 Oh, I used to have that clip. I don't have it anymore. I have Shame. this. 
Lame. That's what it should be. They should have lame Whoa. in Game of Thrones. Rug boy lame. going lame. Rugs. Now to your point, uh, Kumail and Johnny has some acting chops. You've seen the big sick. He's very good in that. Uh, their new Twilight Zone from Jordan Peele, which is only on CBS All Access, has started. But you can watch the first episode for free right now. Oh shit! On the YouTube's. Really? And I watched it. It's called The Comedian. Guess what? He plays a comedian. No shocker. But he has a surprisingly fucking dark, introspective, fucking dramatic uh, uh, performance in this. It's it's pretty good. I kind of dug this uh, first episode of the, the Zone. I didn't see it. You should watch it. <laughs> I'll put a link in the Does show notes. CBS All Access. I wonder how that's doing. Although Twilight Zone is a... Um popular Twilight film, Zone's right? pretty big they got this star uh, star trek I discovery love the Twilight Zone. i think when the jean-luc picard star trek series drops on there that's probably they're gonna get even more is there already a star trek on there there is a star trek discovery series yes that's apparently pretty good and it's uh but just like the twilight zone these things are adult they're you know they're swearing in there where, i was enjoying that whole star trek thing i just didn't have time to have you stopped watching, watching it yeah, yeah it's it's like, what happens is all right i can let a couple episodes slide but once it's Starts piling up into like ten episodes it gets or daunting. a season. Yeah, I'm like, I don't have time for this shit. So now. the same thing happened with me with a whole bunch of shows like Arrow and The Gifted. I was like, and I'm all like, them shows, oh, Walking Dead. Yeah, I'm like, I'm never gonna go back and watch. Even this. Um, for me, Shark Tank piled up, and now well, I'm not caught up. I'm still caught up on the Shark Tank. I got, I got to start watching. That I'll again. suck that in right away. Yeah, but you don't have to watch every episode of Shark right. Tank. You don't, but they're so fun. They're great. Yeah. I'm still caught up on the Flash, and but yeah, a lot of these shows. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, and then I just delete them. I'm like, I'm, there's, I'm never gonna catch up on this. It's pointless. There's fucking twelve episodes now. Yeah, there's Done. that's a new thing that mm-hmm. set in. I was like, all right, I can watch everything. Yeah, it's too much. And now you're like, I can't watch shit anymore. No. Right, and it gets too intimidating, and then you just quit. Yeah, it's like the opposite of FOMO. I don't know what that is. Or I'm like, I just freeze in overstimulation and overchoice. It's like how I am at vending machines. I hate them. Too many options. <laughs> There's too like many. Kids on Molly at concerts. Yes. Exactly. Overstimulated. Too much. Uh, let's move on to some DC movie news. So remember we talked about how Idris Elba was going to play Deadshot in uh, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, which is not a reboot or a, I mean, it's not a sequel. Hmm. It's a reboot. Uh, turns out Idris Elba will not be playing Deadshot. Right. But that's only because they're not using Deadshot anymore. <laughs> He's going to play Another character, which they didn't name, but then James Gunn posted a, a, a thing on his Instagram story. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a panel from the John Ostrander run that he's heavily basing this on. And it was a drawing of the bronze tiger. Yeah, we had that in Arrow, didn't we? We didn't have that Michael was, J. Mike, White. Yeah, Michael Oh, that's yeah. right. That's okay. I, I would have preferred to see him as Deadshot, though. Deadshot's actually a big part of Suicide Squad and Secret Six. He's basically the character that carries that whole thing. Well, James Gunn, it's interesting why they didn't do it. They thought, and his quote is, it would have been, quote, disrespecting Smith, who helped mm. bring this character to life for the first time. So they're kind of doing it out of good intentions. Yes. Mm. All right. I think it's weird, though. I mean, Idris Elba is going to have to do a lot of martial arts. I think, dude, I think he's a DJ. He does EDM concerts. <laughs> right. I think he can handle it. <laughs> what? <laughs> How is that a connection? You know, you, I don't know. You, the scratching motion on he a, is a vinyl. DJ. He is a DJ. No, Same as martial arts. Also noteworthy, I'm going to Coachella. 
Oh shit! And, oh shit! While while this when this airs, I will be at Coachella. Is that where you're going? I, yes, and oh, Idris fuck. Elba is at Coachella this year. Does he have DJ. a DJ name, or he just goes by no, Idris? Idris Elba. Yeah, I heard he's pretty good. That's a house DJ. Yeah, what he wanted to do when he yeah. moved here to New York, he wanted to be a DJ. So while you guys are listening to this, yeah, I'll be holy I'll be shit. Out, that's I'll be awesome. Out with my flower crown frolicking. <laughs> uh, ooh. Look, he's Coachella. pretty much a super villain in this Hobbs and Shaw movie, which still looks awesome. So, uh, whatever he's in, he'll be fine. So, you, they're going to give him Wolverine claws? Is that what they're going to do? The basically, bron- who's the Bronze Tiger? Bronze Tiger. He has like uh like a leather brown leather jacket and a striped shirt, like a tiger striped shirt underneath, and he has Wolverine claws or some kind of gloves with yeah. claws on. Oh, I see. Yes, yes, and he's got kind of a Black Panther necklacey thing going on. Yeah. Hans. Tiger. Does he wear the tiger head? I see some of these where he's Sometimes like a full he tiger. Holy shit. He's a he's a master martial artist. Oh. Dude, I think Alba I think Idris Alba could do it. I think they got stunt uh, doubles. I think Michael J. White was actually a perfect cast for that. Yeah, this is like you can't really beat that. Michael J. White legitimately can kick your ass and Yeah, he knows what he's doing. What was he bronze tiger in? Why can't I remember? Arrow. In the oh, arrow. In, oh, on the TV show. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. I remember Manu Bennett, though. He's fucking great. Manu Bennett was good. Uh, another surprising thing in this article, uh, Margot Robbie is coming back, and mm. Jai Courtney is coming back as Captain Boomerang. Oh, shit. So they got the shitty Jai Courtney to come back, but Will Smith Jai is like, oh, fuck your guys. Jai bless. And Viola Davis will be back as Amanda Waller. So this is the same neighborhood, uh, universe, neighborhood. Neighborhood. But it's, Viola uh, Davis. Yeah. So Amanda Waller was, was saying, well, go ahead. Amanda Waller, I was just going to say, was completely incompetent in the first movie. She was written, written that way. All right, yeah. go ahead, Ruggs. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck my point. Yeah, my point wasn't my point wasn't that great. No, I was. <laughs> I read on Twitter some guy was saying that a uh, Suicide Squad is the most racist movie ever made because why? Like the Hispanic guy's a gang member. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, and like they're all they're just pointing out all these stereotypes. Like the Australian guy throws boomerangs. That's yeah, and, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. The Latino guy knows how to tie a knot. Is that a thing? The, I, don't I don't know. The white blonde's a slut. Yeah. <laughs> the black Pretty character much. is like a bad dad to his kid. Yeah. Exactly. It's all fucking stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. It, but it, see, if they were really going into the stereotype, he wouldn't have a. He wouldn't be around for his kid. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yes. shit. <laughs> it's true. That would be the stereotype. It makes it different. And so it's different. They're not doing that. Yeah. It's completely different. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, I, I let that roll around for in my head for a little bit. Like, That's kind of cute. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to make connections, you can see a little. I can see bit. the points. I can see the. But what points. about the what about the African dude being a a crocodile? Well, I, guess, I guess there are crocodiles in the Nile. So yeah. What yeah. about the uh, guy, the Native American dude who just yeah. loses his head? Yeah. Well, he was just an idiot. <laughs> I thought he was. <laughs> oh, he's Native American. Yes, they tie knots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're very yeah. good knot tying. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. <laughs> all right, and uh, moving out of TV news and uh, what the fuck, uh, The Walking Dead is uh, producing a third spinoff series for oh some fucking reason. Whoa. Now, another Are show. Are you still watching this, by the yes, way? Yes, I am. I, they Jeez. just finished season Jesus nine. Like, just, watching a Rickless Walking Dead. Yes, I'm totally walking a Rickless Walking Dead. Let me fill walking, you in. You're watching. I'm walking The Walking Dead. I, I mean, wait, I'm watching and, The Walking Dead. Is there still the. Uh, the Fear the Walking Dead show on? Yes, there is. That is in season five. And You're watching Mor- that too? No, I'm not watching that. Um, oh. Morgan is on that show. 
I've heard a lot of people have left The Walking Dead and they're watching Fear the Walking Dead. Quick spoiler alert. Spoilers. In the second to last season of episode of season nine, they do the whole thing. If you've read the comics with the whisperers and alpha and the heads on spikes. So there's like a whole row of heads on spikes. And some of them are characters you don't really give a shit about. Some of you just met. Some are a little bit longer. But they killed a whole bunch of fucking people off. And then the last episode of the season, it finally snowed. It was finally cold. The, 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 the zombies Winter is were, coming. Dude, it, for nine years, it never fucking snowed on the show. It's, it becomes Westeros. That's how this is like a prequel to Game of Thrones. It is so much Game of Thrones because they're really trying hard to be the show just like Game of Thrones where no one is safe. And these zombies are freezing and they just kind of push them over. So I was like, well, after this freeze, all the zombies will be dead. Like, there's going to be no problem. But finally, after nine years, it's this fucking snow and cold weather on the show. I just thought that was odd. Aside from that, it's whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Why do you waste your time? With because you? I've watched all of it. And uh, I feel kind of, in you. Yeah, I feel yeah. kind of completist and obligated. I gave up on the Fear of the Walking Dead. Anyways, this third fucking show, which they're going to debut in 2020, will center on two young female protagonists. Whoa. Focus on the first generation to come of age in the apocalypse as we know it, AMCTs. Some will become heroes. Some will become villains. In the end, all of them will be changed forever. Grownups and cemented in their identities, both good and bad. So, new fucking third show. Nice. Now, I found this other article where, clearly, we've talked about AFC's doubling down on this franchise. Like, this shit is going to be around for 10 years. No matter who's watching it or not, but AMC apparently not concerned with the decline in ratings. It's about, even though season nine had the lowest uh, premiere, the lowest mid-season premiere, the lowest season finale of the whole show's run... Uh, they defending it by saying our decline has re- really mirrored the declines across basic cable. We just had higher to fall from. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a spin. Well, whatever. They they had nobody watching AMC before. That's a good point. I mean, they had Breaking Bad, and that was it, and then that was over. Even so. though it's record low numbers, like 5 million people a week, it's still the number one show, they said, by a margin of 2 to 1. Right. On cable. There. There's more people watching The Walking Dead now than Breaking Bad ever had, I think, pretty much, even at its mm. height. That's interesting. And they're going to have a season 10. And uh, I just made that up. I'm probably right. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah, you might be wrong, you might be wrong might, about that. Who wrong. knows? I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to look it up. Send us an email. <laughs> uh, Anthony, uh, what do you make of all this? Why are they still going? Um, Walking Dead on yeah. AMC. Yeah, I mean, if it's still bringing them enough ratings, or they think it's it's something that can sustain. I mean, I don't know what else there other. What else do they have? Ah, uh, into the Badlands. No, that's yeah, canceled. There, there's nothing else that I can think of that they have. No, it is any, their channel. Yeah, and it's their that's their flagship show. So they are. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to write it out in a few years that everything on AMC is just Walking Dead spinoffs. I'll, I will give them this, and it, it might be spin, but. TV ratings as a whole dec- are declining just yeah. because the cable cord cutting and then also, you know, DVRs now yeah. ver- everyone seems to have that. So people aren't watching things live anymore. Unless it's sports. The only thing that is really full bulletproof right now is sports. Uh they also said uh season 9 in con- even though it had the lowest numbers, it had the highest Rotten Tomatoes rating season 9 that the show has yeah. had. Uh, that's interesting that you brought up the decline in ratings. We're going to talk about a show that's the a holdout of the old model 
that people are going to watch live. But before we do that, did you guys know that there's a fucking Hellboy movie out when this show posts? Oh, shit. <laughs> there will be an R-rated Hellboy movie out. What a really horrible time to try I'm to put I'm going to go this. watch it. Are Love you going to watch it? Yeah. You better send yeah. in an instant reaction then, you fucking puppet. I don't know if I'm going to watch it this weekend, but I'll watch it. At oh, some eventually, point. yes. But, yeah. I mean, this thing is buried. They put out a new R-rated Red Band trailer. Rugs, did you see any of this trailer? No. So it's really gory, and they're just like, <laughs> it's R-rated because of the gore. They're showing a lot of blood, faces ripping off. But... There's a lot of CGI in this. I don't know. It's like very CGI heavy when you kind of love the practicalness of the original right. you know, Guillermo del Toro movies. Yeah. yeah well, you know, I think that's, that's what uh, they're trying to do to get the, the new viewer in. Give them some eye candy. A lot of large monsters, a lot of big battles, a lot of CGI characters and right. uh, sets and locations. Yeah, all the stupid mainstream people are like, oh, there's shiny graphics. Let me go watch that. It does. Go it, see it. It does. <laughs> Any interest in this, Anthony, at all? So I'm watching it as we speak. There is yeah. a lot of gore in this gore. trailer. Yeah. Um, no, I have no interest. I, I think this is a... I don't see how this movie does does well at all. I mean... It's a movie, I think I've said this before, but it's a movie no one's really asked for. You had the best Hellboy itineration in terms of, was it Ron Perlman? Yep. Yeah. So you already had that. You had a auteur in Guillermo del Toro directing it. That's right. No one was asking for a reboot this soon. And to release it in April amongst all the Infinity War hype and sh- you've got Shazam and all these other things, I mean, just doesn't seem very smart. Unless, I hope it does hope it does well. Hopefully it does well, but I just don't see it doing well. There's no, there's literally no hype. I I watched a, uh, I was watching something on TV and I saw that this was coming out this Friday. We're recording this on Tuesday, yeah. April 9th. Yeah. Um, but so I knew that was coming out Friday. I was wait, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Who knows that Hellboy's coming out? I mean, there's going to be a really small, loyal group of fans seeing this opening weekend. You want to call what it makes? Uh, I you know thirty million most at, at most really opening weekend or that at much most? opening <laughs> opening at weekend most altogether Ooh, thirty million no the whole weekend oh fuck all weekend opening weekend opening I, weekend I, I think it makes less than that maybe yeah I think it'll go twenty. 15. 15 opening weekend fifteen million this movie looks like it doesn't have a huge budget there is a lot of CGI so I don't know how much they spent. On this, whether I mean, the, it's, the OG Hellboy, made, yeah, this was back in 2004, so you have to figure out inflation or whatever if what this would be now. But it made 60 million overall. Was that PG 13 movie, right? Yes, yeah, so PG-13. that's it. That this is R rated, this is gonna be a lot less. Oh, so you're talking about maybe 15 million, so maybe most? or maybe 30, half of that, maybe 30 is right. I just it's gonna get buried. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe 30 might be right, who knows. Uh, David Harbour. I think they'd be very happy if they got thirty I think, million. I think this so. Weekend. What? Because didn't Shazam make like sixty this weekend or something? Almost. We will. We'll get into that. Fifty three. So it's going to make at least half of what Shazam. Yeah. Made, so a little, tw- little bit less than. Tw- half I think if they make twenty five to thirty for an R rated, yeah, yeah movie, be very happy you, you, they should be happy. David Harbour playing the big red uh, Hellboy. David Harbour also cast David Haba. Haba also from Stranger Things. He will also be in the Black Widow movie. With Scarlet, really? yep. He, uh, I don't know who's going to play, but he's been cast in Black Widow. Really, really? Yeah, and they're going to start oh. shooting oh. soon, is what he said. Now, 
The last thing I want to talk about is another variable in the box office this weekend because, look, the movie, this Hellboy comes out on Friday. Sunday is going to be something where people are not going to DVR it. They're going to sit down and watch it live, and it is the first episode of season eight of Game of Thrones. Geek Mooner! Which will have aired by the time this show posts. God damn it. I have to get HBO. There's so much going on this month. Uh, I and I'm so super psyched. I wanted to ask you guys: Have you watched anything to prepare for this, or what would you recommend? Someone? I would just go to YouTube's. Yes, and they have like tons of like uh, like re- retrospectives that go over like you know explain all the different seasons. I've watched and- a couple of YouTube recaps; they're very helpful. Yeah. So I think that's a good way to go if you've already seen them. Uh, you could always watch the last season, only six episodes. You're in and out. That's a good point, Anthony. You gonna you like Infinity uh, Endgame? Are you gonna watch anything before to get ready for this? You know, I don't know if I'm gonna watch anything in particular. I have watched some YouTube videos. I don't know if I'm gonna watch specific episodes. I've had a few friends that have been rewatching everything. Which oh well, yeah, is people have been trying to binge to between trying to binge the MCU and Game of Thrones before all this shit drops. I, I don't know how you people are doing this. I would recommend, and this is from TJ Johnson. That yes, he's originally recommended me this. Yes, um, but if you follow the Take by Screen Prism, they do a really good uh, Game of Thrones uh, analysis on symbolism and all the different houses. So definitely something to check out. They're, they're it's really well done. House Targaryen. Yeah, they, on, they go through all the houses. On the Comcast box, if you got the Comcast, they have a, an HBO. They have a whole Game of Thrones section. I what I watched was actually really good. It was character uh, recaps told by the actor. Each actor took their and talked, and we saw clips of their whole arc. And it was actually really good because at one point, Arya, the actress, Maisie Williams, is like. Wow, this is really fucked up that what all this shit Arya's done. Like they start to realize what the where their character's gone. So you watch all of those and you get a nice sense of uh recapping also. They're like 16 minutes for each character. And then I randomly watched The Battle of Blackwater from season two the other night. Uh-huh. That's a fucking great episode. Just I wanted to watch all the battle episodes. So I think I'm gonna do that. And then I watched someone on Twitter just uh, tweeted the clip of when Daenerys gets the unsullied. In Valeria, after she's given the guy the dragon, he's holding onto the chain. Remember that whole fucking yeah. That that's was amazing. One. That's a dude. great episode, dude. That whole scene is amazing because she turns around, goes, walks over to the army, and like tests it out. She's like, "Does this work?" And they listen to everything, and then she's like, "Kill all the masters, free the slaves," and then she's like, "Dracarys," and he fucking burns it up. It's so fucking badass. She just fucking killed all those people. I mean, those are all. That's a good <sighs> moment. Yeah. The um, the battle at uh. Battle at Castle Black is a good one. Hard the Home. Hard Home. Uh, Battle of Bastards. There are, I mean, there's so many good ones. All of Season 7. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's. I mean, there's so many good fan service moments. and I mean, they, this whole show is is amazing. I think I'm ready. I think I remember enough, and I'm back in the fucking is mindset. It, let me ask you guys this, because yeah. I haven't watched as many shows. Yeah. Is Game of Thrones one of, if not the best ever shows you've seen? I've been saying that. Yeah. Is it the best? I think it's up there. I would say yeah. right now it's the best thing on television I think by overall far. Quality of actors, yeah. performances, production value, and all that other stuff, and world building, it, it is. It's up there. It's like gotta be one of the best. Look, we're in a world of all these streaming. You can't tell what's going to happen. Really. We're we're in a world of all these content providers, and they're throwing money at these shows, but they're the shows maybe aren't getting a lot of money. Right? This is really one of the last holdouts of the old way of TV. 
appointment television, spending a lot of money, a lot of detail. And after this, I don't think we see another show like Game of Thrones again. I'm not going to let you escape that, Imran. You went to one of the best shows on TV right now. Yes. Is it the best you've ever seen? Oh, it's definitely fucking up there. <laughs> it's definitely, I'm trying to think. I mean, you're all times, what, Sopranos? Sopranos, and oh, it's so another HBO show. And they, I would say, like, yeah. Sopranos, uh, Battlestar Galactica. I would say uh, this, Game of Thrones is is great. Um, what else is Fuck, Are you a hard. Breaking Bad guy? Breaking Bad, yeah. absolutely Breaking Bad. Um, uh, the Wire, a lot of people put The Wire up there. I never, yeah, the wire's good. Never got into that. So lost? No. No. Lost, no. I, I got angry at lost. It's too I mean, gimmicky. I yes. I want to put twenty four in there, but it's network television. It can't compete. But twenty four was groundbreaking. It was different, and it was tense, and it was nobody was safe. It had the same before Game of Thrones. It had the same kind of feelings. And they did it on fucking Fox. So I don't know. I mean, it's no Game of Thrones, but still, one yeah. one of the better ones. I mean, there were some really cool shows, uh, and this is one of the last of them. So, I mean, uh, all the networks tried to launch their own shows. I don't remember a lot. So many got launched, but I don't remember them. So this one's the most memorable. I'm sure that they were really good shows, but I don't remember them. They don't stick out to me. They don't, they're not like I could just call them up and go, oh, that was a fucking amazing show. Do you think, let me ask you this. Do you think we said, I said last week, the third episode of this season is 82 minutes. It's huge. It comes out the Sunday Avengers Endgame comes out. Does that hurt the box office? No, no. Because HBO is going to have it on like a thousand times. If if you have HBO, yeah, you're going to be, you, if you have HBO, you can DVR it or you have access, I believe to the app too. Yes, HBO Go. But yeah. I will say, I think the first episode that comes out this week, which is the weekend Hellboy comes out, I think it definitely affects fucking Hellboy's box office. Well, because it's the first episode. Everyone's going to want to see so, this shit I mean, live. I don't know, Imran. A lot of people don't watch movies on a Sunday night. They don't nah. go to the theater. The theater going experience isn't built on a that's Sunday night. That's also true. And it's like yeah. 8 p.m. by then. I mean, then. that's probably. Uh, the weekend's kind of over at that point. Just a third of the box office right there. There's too much fucking shit out coming out. This is what I ask you. Yeah. Do you, if you don't have HBO, how are you going to watch this? Are you going to get the HBO Go app? Can you watch it on the app? How does that work? I got HBO just because of this. So you ordered that for your cable system. Yes, I added it back on. It is the the most pirated show on the internet also. Mm. Surpassing like Walking Dead. It is the most shared pirated show. But the app, you can't watch anything on the app. Or you can you, can. you can't get the app without getting the cable station. I think you can get it separately now. That I'm not. They have the they, two, it used two to things. be connected. Yeah. You used to have to do that. And I think there was a lot of complaints because what's the point of having the app if you have to, you're tied into the cable. So I think they separated those two. But I, I'm i just a fucking stupid chimp. So who knows what if that was really the case or not. Because it's probably easier to get it and cancel it if you have an app, right? Yeah. It's the same though. It's like 15 bucks a month either way. Oh, is it? Yes. And then on Comcast, they add fees on that shit. So it's like $20 a month extra. It's bullshit. I got to renegotiate. This is number one bullshit. Number one. Get this man a shield. All right. Look, there's too much shit going on. Like so much geek boner. Geek boner. In April, we're going to try to keep up with it all, but we're going to take a quick break right now. Play some promos and we'll be back with our spoiler review of Shazam. Right after this. After these messages. 
Hey, this is Chris from the Hashtag No Offense Podcast. What we are, a weekly podcast of just three average guys from Tampa, Florida, sharing a few beers and a few laughs. Topics ranging from music and movies to kids and marriage to current events and social commentary, all while putting your own personal touch on it. Check out this clip from our most recent episode. That was I don't, amazing. I don't get what this woman's thinking, dude. She's got like a 40-pound fucking beast on the, like in the airport on the thing. Did you see the pictures? No, I didn't. It was loose. It wasn't in a cage, dude. It was just, it was perched up on her fucking like luggage cart, dude. And she's just trying to roll it up into. The, she bought a seat for it. She thought that would make it okay. She bought a ticket for the fucking. Well, peacock. at least she bought a seat for it. But I they mean, told her ahead of time. Apparently, no, this is not going to fly. And she just brought the fucking thing in. Well, like, do peacocks fly? I don't think do they. I don't know if they can fly or not. I don't know. I wonder if she plays that Katy Perry Maybe. song "Peacock" when she uh, walks around. I want to see your peacock, cock, cock, your peacock. <laughs> I don't even know that song. I don't even you don't know that song. And, and did you did you pull up the lyrics to that song on your? Laptop? I wanted to make sure I got it correct. <laughs> you did. I knew it. I saw you look. I, I mean, I like you, the song, but I, I, I wanted to make sure at, I got it correct. I, I want to make sure I got the right number of cocks. <laughs> so if you like what you heard, search for hashtag No Offense on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast fix. And look for us on social media at HTNOS everywhere. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get you back to your podcasty goodness now in a minute. First, we'd like to take a second to tell you about our marginally better podcast, the 365 Flex Podcast. I am the Scottish Whedon Whore Chris. And I am the Pissy X Video Store Clerk Kev. And we bring you the latest movie and TV news, reviews, and rants. All that and a bunch of top fives that you really will not care about. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Libsyn, and all other third-party podcasting apps. And on top of all that, you'll get free access to our indie talk. You'll hear us speaking with directors, producers, actors, comic book creators, and artists about their experiences. Don't forget to drop us five stars and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters. Told them not to go in the water. Listener, it's April. My birthday just passed. It's the perfect time. To join our fan club at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Thanks for all the birthday wishes, guys, also. Happy birthday, Imran. Thank you. Don't mention it ever again, because after 40, like, I just don't, I don't want to acknowledge it. Ooh. It's funny, because I feel 12, I turn 43, and I look 86. Jockin' Nerd! That's how all those numbers end up. Anyways, join the fan club. You'll be helping out the show, and you get bonus content. You get a whole RSS feed with lots more bullshit from us, like instant reactions, post shows. All the shows drop there early. This show, Anthony's spinoff show, where he talks yep. to really interesting people, comes out there first. You get to hear it before anyone else. And in April, we're doing a pledge-a-thon, pledge-drive-a-thon, a Patreon, a pledge-drive-a-thon. We're trying to reach 15 new patrons in the month of April. We're trying it, to save homeless animals. We're Give trying us money. to save the pandas. Because they have vitiligo and they look like me and they're so cute. Save the vitiligo animals. No, I'm talking about those and those animals that with the sad music. Oh, all the uh, fucking mistreated dogs. And, yes, we need some. Yeah, I should that. I should cut some of that in. Yeah. A cat that's missing an eye. And yeah, shit. right. Only the, twelve the, the, the cents a with day. Legs. Will feed this dog right. four meals. Okay, that's I help animals. That's false advertising. <laughs> false but, advertising. <laughs> but hey, it look, would work. 
If it means anything, I foster dogs all the time. So I You're am actually dead. fucking helping animals. Hey, tell them about the, the dog you have right now. Oh, you mean the diabetic, epileptic, uh, blind, blind dog, dog. Roma, yep. who gets... <laughs> Uh, insulin two times a day is on three different anti-seizure medications laugh, but the fact that, that he, she has all three is just unbelievable it's endearing and she's a samoyed she's a big fluffy white fluffy dog oh i love those dogs she's doing well we had, there was a little bit of a spell they had to put her on three anti-seizure medications and she stabilized oh jesus so we're well, just right. gonna keep her on this cocktail if you donate to the show then the show will get funded and he can fund his um he cannot use podcast money to help this blind epileptic diabetic dog i'll send you updates of roma she's adorable yeah. uh anywho look if Poor we roma. get 15 new patrons by the end of the month this is what happens all those new patrons and everyone who increases their pledge even if it's by if it's by a dollar they will be in a random drawing to win a jock and nerd prize package jock and nerd. consisting of a t-shirt some stickers you can pick a movie for us to review. You can force Anthony to watch any crappy movie you want. Oh, fuck. And we'll do a video shout-out of the three of us all just for you, just like a cameo video. Thank you. Huge shout-out to Blake Braden for increasing his support. Thank you. BB. Thanks, Blake. Blake's the best. Blake, you're awesome. He's gave, in the running. I gave Blake uh, Vegas tips like last summer. Oh, yeah. I wonder if they were good tips. We should find out. Blake, I let wonder. us know if his tips were on point or you ended up in a weird place and there was a bulge where you didn't expect the bulge. I don't know what happens. Yeah, hey, um, show me your tips. Yeah, show me your tips. I'll show you my tips. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, there's three people in the competition. Everyone's got a 33 and a third, third, third percent chance of winning. Let's make it harder. <laughs> <laughs> 33 and a third. 33 and a third. Uh, what is this, G Fest? G Fest. <laughs> 33%. Uh, these things hopefully picks up as the, as the weeks go by. We keep repeating it ad nauseum. Jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Let's get to our movie review of Shazam. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Yeah, this is the seventh film in the DC universe or what was called the DC Extended Universe. Now they're calling it Worlds of DC. I don't know what the fuck really? it's called. That's, that's what it's called now? Worlds of DC, though, kind of does make more sense if you look at these last few movies, what they're trying to do. They exist in their own. They exist world. in their own thing, and they're kind of connected. This is also the second Captain Marvel movie oh, of the year. Yes, Shazam is the OG original Captain Marvel. First appearance in Wiz Comics number two in 1940, published by Fawcett Comics and then published by DC Comics. All these words are making me want to pee. Fawcett, Wiz. Fawcett, Wiz. Yeah, they had a... <laughs> and he was in Piss Comics. And he was in Piss... <laughs> Why was there a urination theme with these comics from the 30s? That's yeah. very... That's a good point. Turn off the Fawcett. Created by Bill Parker and C.C. Beck. Now, you've probably seen these articles about the two different Captain Marvels. I have a great article. I'll put it in the show notes. It's There are two Captain Marvels. This is the story of why... It's pretty convoluted, but I find it fascinating. Deals with intellectual property, trademark, copyright, the difference between trademark and copyright. Uh, Todd McFarlane is involved at some point in this story. That character of Miracle Man is also involved in this story. Uh, it's a crazy story. Maybe I'll do like a Patreon thing about it. I did it. read that. Yeah, it was very interesting. Very interesting. I, I, had, a, I had a loose familiarity with it, but that yeah. enlightened me more. Yeah, that it is a great article, and it's got a crazy history. So the fact that we're in 2019 get two movies the same year of both of these characters. Uh, Shazam also had a really cheesy live-action series in the mid-'70s. 
Yeah, Rugs, you watched this? It was pretty bad, right? I remember there was ISIS and yes. Shazam. Then it was like the Shazam Power Hour with ISIS, which is ISIS. not the terrorist group. It's the Egyptian <laughs> god. Ah. Oh, oh, yeah, not that ice. Yes. Yeah, it's like that's a chick. What I think really Again, Isis, Isis stole the name from the Egyptian god. Yeah, she was a hot Egyptian goddess superhero chick. And then a Saturday morning cartoon in the early 80s, which I don't remember that very much. I don't all. remember it's that like, either. Again, it was like the Shazam Power Hour. Rotten Tomatoes has this right now 91%, 7.3 out of 10. So it's still trending very favorable. Box office wide now. This movie reportedly made for, I saw different numbers, I'm guessing somewhere between 90 to 100 million, which for a big superhero movie, that's like a, that's like a half budget. Yeah. 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 It's not, not, not huge. It's not huge. So look, low risk with this, uh, Shazam movie opening weekend makes, I want to go low risk, not low not. risk, but not, it's not 200 million, 250 sure, million right. budgets that they blew on fucking Justice League and, and, and the other movies. 53 million domestic. Opening weekend, 158 million international opening weekend right now sitting at 162. I feel like that's low. Worldwide. They're actually pretty happy with they've already yeah. decided they're gonna they're already hired writers for the part two. Yes, there's gonna wow, be a it sequel. It seems low for a superhero movie that's like by DC or it's something. it's similar to what uh Ant Man made. Yes, it is Ant Man money. Yeah, yeah, it's Ant Man level. And the budget is similar, so this is another movie that kind of proves to Hollywood that superhero movies with these tiny flexible budgets can work with audiences and we'll see it again with the Joker in October. That's like 55 million. It's comparable to what Thor actually made its first weekend. Oh, really? So it was 65. And I think wow. also there's, you know, I don't think a lot of people, unless you're a comic book reader, the general audience doesn't really know this character. The trailers are fun, yep. but it's a goofy character. Uh, this movie directed by, it's now a goofy character. It was made a goofy character. Yes. And we'll talk about it that. It used because- to be Superman's, um, competition uh, analog yes which is yeah. why dc sued them because it was too similar to superman in fact on the, the covers of action comics one you've all seen that cover where he's holding up superman's holding up a it's like a vw bug and smashing it against the thing the cover of captain marvel one he is throwing a fucking volkswagen bug against the wall oh shit like the same exact thing just going the other wow. way yeah they just totally what? ripped this off but this costume design is exactly that from 1939 1940 uh, this is the classic character that's come down. Directed by David F. Sandberg, who hasn't done many movies, known mostly for Lights Out and Annabelle Creation. And he's done a lot of shorts and the horror movies. Doc- yes, horror movies. And you kind of see a little bit of a horror, horror flair in this movie. Uh, the cast, of course, you have Zachary Levi as grown up Shazam, Mark Strong, Dr. Savannah, Asher Angel. Playing young Billy Batson, Jack Dylan Grazier, Freddie Freeman, uh, Jamon Hunsu, Digimon, uh, ha, <laughs> Digimon Horseshoe. Yeah. Right, Rugs? That's what I said, yeah. <laughs> Jamon Hunsu uh, in both Captain Marvel movies. Oh, shit. He's like, I'm going to make all the Captain Marvel money. I'm taking both. Uh, yeah, he's like, Grey Poupon, <laughs> Dijon Hunt. But of course. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a bunch of kids. One of the fun kids being Ian Chen, who's from Fresh Off the Boat. He's one of the kids of Fresh Off the Boat, who I love. Uh, that's a great show. And uh, that's it. John Glover as Savannah's father, who John Glover, I believe, played Lex Luthor's father. That's right. In Lionel Smallville. Luthor. Lionel Luthor. And here plays Dr. Savannah's father in the opening flashback. So 
Let's start with our opening thoughts and let me know how much you knew of this character, how much baggage you had going in, and what did you think? Anthony, I'm going to have you go first. Okay. Uh, how much did I know about this character? Actually, I know a, a pretty good deal about him. I had done a little bit of research. I've read some of the New 52 where Shazam is in those comics. Yeah, and this is based on that heavily. Yeah, and I've and I've had... I have a decent familiarity. I don't have, know a particular Shazam storyline, but I had a, a pretty decent knowledge of his character and some of his villains. So um, more knowledge than um, probably most people. As far as my opening thoughts, uh, this was really good. I, I thought I, I really enjoyed this. It reminded me of a, an early Marvel film, MCU style, where the characters are really interesting. The action isn't the best, but you don't really care because the characters are, are interesting. Zachary Levi playing a wish fulfillment giant kid yeah. is, is really well done. The movie kind of breaks the mold a little bit of these superhero origin movies in terms of a foster family and a diverse one, a foster family that's not this foster family that the kid wants to get away from because it's just abusive. It's actually a loving foster family. You know, they're not evil for once. They're not There's evil, no yeah. evil. It's Jerry from The Walking Dead. How yeah. could you hate Jerry? Yeah, so I mean, all that stuff... I enjoyed all the the kids in the movie. I, I thought every kid had their own personality and was good. Freddie Freeman and grown up Shazam is their chemistry is really good. Yeah, I mean overall, I real I actually really enjoy this film. It's it's got a lot of heart. It's super endearing, and there's a moment in the third act. Did we already hit the spoiler button? Spoiler <laughs> spoiler alert! So there's a moment uh, since I get to go first, I'll spoil it. Um, and I'll take the shine right away. That moment in the third act where all the kids yes. become the Marvel family was literally, I was in the theater and there were 40% full all on a Friday night and everyone just started clapping like round of applause. Styles. Tear up. Yes. That was awesome. Yeah. Like the, so overall, r- very, very solid film. Really enjoyed it. And uh, I like what they did with it. It works because they earned that moment and you felt so happy for them. Yeah, the, the was- whole moment they were, he's been, pushing away his family and then he realizes that it's better to do it together and then they they share the says power. use your heart and good on them for not spoiling that like had that yeah, been that's spoiled, a huge moment it was a great moment rugs yeah what did you know about shazam and what did you think of this well, movie i know about out? shazam yeah. well, i forgot more than i knew okay because this is some shit that i was growing up with in the 70s yep yep right in the eight early 80s and he was. There were figures around. I remember there was the Migos Shazam. Yep, there was there, yep. there was Migos Migos, not the <laughs> yeah. Versace flow. Nine Quavo. No. Yeah, and when they were um, off set and take off. Yo, fuck your yeah. triplets. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> but he, he was around. He was around in uh, in pop culture at that point, and um, I knew that he was based off of um, mythical ideas and stuff like that. Um, I did not read the New Fifty Two, but I've seen him in. Some of the uh, animations. Oh, yeah. In the Ju- uh, Justice, Justice League. League War, he's yeah. in that. And he's in a couple of the Justice League movies. Yes. Yeah. And the cartoon. Yes. From the Justice League cartoon, he was in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they did. Ep- he's been the guest in a few episodes. He's been right? in video games, too. Yeah. yeah. So he's been around. Yeah. So I know him. I know him through that um, you know, exposure. But did I ever read a cat? I mean, I think I do own a Jerry Ordway Shazam oh. uh, graphic novel. Wow. And I remember reading it a long time ago. But like, um, yeah, so I know Shazam. I know Captain Marvel. That's what I used to call him. And now we call him Shazam. So I know all this stuff. What did I think of the movie? Basically, um, the fact that it's this lovable kind of throwback to the 80s type comedy. 
Uh, you just go with it. And if you do go with it, you can enjoy it for what it is and have a really good time. And I think that it does do some interesting things. And this is what I'll say that it does the best. Yeah. I don't know if it does it better than Deadpool because they're doing a different kind of thing. Yeah. But it does the best comedy that I've seen in a comic book movie. All of the jokes, pretty much all of them, were very smart jokes that were hilarious. And I did not, even though some of these things were were cheesy, it worked in the context of what was happening. So it made sense that, okay, this kid's a wise ass. Yeah. He's in a fucking ridiculous red costume. Yeah. All right. All of these jokes are going to land perfectly. And they, not all of them are perfect, but I mean, a good amount, like a lot more than in, the, in the, some of the Marvel movies where they get jokey, a lot more in a lot of other movies where they get jokey, uh, even better than Deadpool 2, I'll say some of these jokes land. Better. Oh, wow. So um, as far as the comedy writing in this is, is very good, very well done. Um, so I think that's the strong suit of the movie. Tonally, there's some issues and there's some little things you could be nitpicky about. Uh, but uh, overall, when I uh, watched, I was very, very um, pleased with it. So I think it's a, uh, it's definitely uh, check out this movie. It, I could see, um, you know, watching it when it comes on cable or whatever, giving it another spin, no problem. Yeah, right on. Uh, me, the same thing. I knew of Shazam. I knew I've read the new Fifty Two. I knew. Kind of the whole history of this character. I was really fascinated with the whole Fawcett comics when I first heard that story. Uh, so I'm familiar with Shazam, but I really had like no expectations going in. Kind of didn't have any baggage, and I really had a good time. And uh, like you said, Rugs, you nailed it. The humor is so good, and all of it lands, and I was laughing out loud. It's not super corny. Uh, it works. Zachary Levi, this is all going to rest a lot on how he played Shazam, and I think he nails it. I think he hit it out of the park for the most part. The The suit looks great. The movie follows its own rules for the most part. It's well-rounded, uh, and it's a simple, kind of simple path, and it has that great twist in the end. But I had a lot of fun. Uh, one of the other things I, do, I think it does great and other all the DC movies can learn from this is I loved just the casual references to the universe tying it in. There was no shoehorning of anything. This, you clearly get this is in the same universe as all those other movies, but they don't hit you over the head with it. And I kind of love just you see the toys and the T-shirts. Right. You know? I really feel like, though, they... When you live in a world where superheroes exist, I think that people's reactions should be a little bit more kind of like, oh, another superhero, you know, another guy with powers. Like, and that's not what was going on in this movie. It was a, I, but I guess like it makes it seem him seem more special. Yeah, I think it was just because it was in Philly, so it was maybe like their first. It's they had their style. first. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. proud of the Philly hero. Yeah, well, I that that comes through a little bit. Yeah, it does. They have a couple of things there um, that really. Uh, on the news and stuff like that, that kind of make that point. Well, they have the, they make the Rocky reference and I like yeah. people from Philly. got to love this movie, but the humor dude, like what, what he's like, wait, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. Like <laughs> that shit was hilarious. When, yeah. when they get to the top of the Rocky thing, he's like, Oh, I see why Rocky tried so hard to get up here. It's beautiful. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of great stuff. Uh, and I like that you meet, What'd you think of how we the movie starts with Savannah's origin and you you kind of feel for this kid you get it he had it, it the was, power that was clever to, and they snatched to do his from origin it. yeah because yeah. you you immediately 
I mean, he he's not the the greatest villain, but by throwing that in, you kind of get, oh, okay, this is why this character wants to do juice. this, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it makes a lot of sense why he's he's not this mustache twirling villain. He's this kid that, from a young age, he's actually the parallel to Billy Bassett. From a young age, he was also rejected. Yes, he was told he wasn't good enough. Oh yeah, and he goes he goes down a darker path because he wants to prove that he is good enough, and he'll do it by any means necessary. Whereas Billy Baston also wants to prove he's good enough, but then realizes that hey, like I, I don't need to be self-centered. I can do this with other people. So that's where they they have their fork in the road moment for both of those characters. The mark of a good villain, also we've discussed this in the past, is if the villain can push the growth of the protagonist, and I think they do that well. Like you right. see, Billy's it is a coming of age story of Billy Batson in different forms. So it's a coming of age of Billy Batson becoming a good person. Try trying not to be shitty. <laughs> right. Uh, and I think what really works for this movie, you mentioned the comedy and yeah. I like that as well. You know, they really embrace the cheesier aspects of it, but it yeah. works within the context of the fact that this is what they realized with this film or what it seems like they realized is these movies are I mean these heroes were back in the day like you know, a lot of these things were were for kids. Yeah, and this movie yeah. is unabashedly like it's, it has adult sensibilities, but it's still at heart it's wish fulfillment. It's about a it's for kid. the kid inside. Yes. You. Oh it's my god! For, yeah, it, yes. it, it, yeah, exactly. It relates to every person's inner child and going. Oh yeah, like I would kind of probably I would love use this. the superhero yeah. powers yeah. for selfish reasons, and then hopefully I would confront the villain, but I'd actually be really scared. And I would need help, and I need like the, the support of others to maybe overcome this obstacle. And I would try to buy beer and use my powers to do stupid well, teenage things. It, that's that's a whole they they got that right out of the Bi- Spider Man Bible right there. Yeah, like where Spider Man yeah. yeah, was absolutely. doing dumb shit, yeah. yep. and then all of a sudden he had to kind of realize that he could be doing something good with those powers. Yeah, absolutely. It's or, the same exact thing. I mean, it's it, uh, that's a good point. Like when Billy, that's why I kind of forgive how like Billy as a teenager is kind of just a little bit more soft spoken. But when he gets in the costume as Zachary Levi's Shazam, he's a little more outgoing. I, I related that to Peter Parker when he's in the costume. Oh, that's a good point because I wanted to ask you guys. It seemed a little weird. Did Zachary Levi's growing up Shazam seem like he was playing the same Billy Batson? Because when he's Shazam, he's he's almost way goofier and sillier than he when he's a kid. He's just yeah, this like I, angsty, I did, sullen kid. I I think that I don't think Zachary Levi's performance was. But was wrong. I think that he was doing a fourteen-year-old kid. He was. I think the kid who plays Billy Batson, yeah, maybe should have kind of come up just a little bit, maybe so a little you, bit, yeah, to bridge the gap because this fucking kid is like the coolest kid on earth. He yeah. like walks with a swagger. Yeah, he doesn't say he's much. Cocky. Yeah, yeah, he's very cocky, and then that's not who you get in the Shazam suit. Now, if he was cocky like Spider Man and like Spider Man is, yeah, and it, it kind of like you know he's very. I feel like he's more goofy than outgoing. He is more goofy. I got that yeah. goofy vibe, the, the re- but it worked. Uh, the only thing that could explain that for me personally was the fact that it seemed like Zachary Levi was playing it as if he was a kid trying to play an adult, so he didn't know what an adult should act like, and this right. was his best interpretation of what an adult should I be. I see that, too. Right. So, but this kid, kind of, this yeah. young kid, 
acts more adult than yes, that's when true. He, right when he's yeah. a kid, he acts more adult. Than, I feel like there's a slight yeah, there's disconnect a, there. There was a little disconnect. I think, it, but I don't think the child actors. It's that not great. real. It's not nitpicking at this point. But I think that because it worked. Yes. When, during, but then I thought like one of those things where you're in the moment and you're going with it. Yeah, you don't yeah, care. Yeah, but, like right. then you stop and think about it. And you're like, hey, wow, that really. This kid really was acting super mature and super like control of his emotions and right. shit. Right, and then he's and, suddenly uh, goofy and silly as fuck. And now he's got the wisdom of Solomon, supposedly, who's like the fucking most wise dude. So and he, he, he that's another like crazy good person. question. Let's talk about his powers. They spell it out, and it's kind of cool. It is all based off of gods and and uh, historic figures. So S is for the wisdom of Solomon. H for the but she does not use it all. Right, he should be a lot smarter if you have the fucking wisdom of Solomon. Now maybe he doesn't know how to tap into it. H, the strength of Hercules. A, for Atlas, who gets uh, stamina and invulnerability. Z, for Zeus, who gets the lightning powers. A refers to Achilles, where he gets his courage. And M is for the superhuman speed of the god Mercury. I mean, he, you know, cool. he's, he's just starting out. So. He is. Like, all of this kind of takes place in, like, a day or two. Really? Right? Yeah, Doesn't it? No, days. it's like... A, oh, no, it's a little more. No, they you trade. guys start the YouTube right, channel. Right. That's I true, love yeah. that whole... I kind of love that whole bit of social media and how yeah, but he used the, you know the, what, the testing the powers was there great. There was no need for this kid to have to prove that he knows Shazam because he did the videos. Yeah. He just goes, go to my YouTube channel. Right. See, you see me on all the fucking videos. I'm standing right there. Well, so that whole plot point was completely useless. I think, yeah, they, they kind of got that lost. A little. I, they did allude to the fact that he was aware that it has to be kept a secret that they know each other because then the family could get in danger because the first people a villain targets is the family. He right. make he makes that reference, but then to be like, oh, I know him. Come to right. He tried th- to stay th- anonymous. They were trying to like um, make it so that each even both of their characters would have used the powers for shelf- selfish reasons because they're both kids. Reminds me yeah. of the scene from Homecoming where he told him uh, where Ned tells him that Spider Man's going to be at the party. Uh, but this one handled differently. You know, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to bash another movie to prop one up. Prop yeah. up this one. Uh-huh. But I did enjoy Homecoming. But this is a much better done film with kids than Homecoming. And you can compare it to Homecoming. That it's almost. It's very I mean, it's similar. Well, yeah. I don't know what kind of school that is where it's, they have. Well, yeah. They have little little that little girl, and then they have kids driving like Hummers. <laughs> it's like it's in. junior high and middle school. Yeah, yeah the kid gets hit with a car. Yeah. Wait, wait, like what? Oh, yeah, he runs, hit him with it. It feels like over. it feels like it's a K through twelve. It's one of those schools where they just have every grade. Yes, all the way. <laughs> it's to Philly. They're still in the Stony. It's Philly, man. Philly they has K through twelve. Is that still a thing? Fucking separate buildings. That's uh, a hard. What, what hard metropolitan times. goes K through twelve? Uh, the, did you notice the name of the high school? It was the Easter Egg. Fawcett Central yeah, High. I saw that. Uh, a little Easter Egg. But going back to another that, thing. I felt like the, one more thing. On yeah. I felt yeah. like those were the only two kids that drove to school. <laughs> In their fucking helmet, those fucking those leather bags. jackets. Yes. Yeah. They, were, they were by far the oldest kids. No one they else didn't was that look old. old enough to drive, though. They also. did. I don't know. Can you drive at 16 over there? You, you can, at 16. but they looked really young. And how I did, did they get that car? I click on this kid, Jack Dylan Gray's. He's great. Gray's. Freddie Freeman. He's, he's 15 years old. I thought oh, he was like 11. Oh, he's actually 15. Yeah. Dude, his lines were great. The way he was making fun of himself being crippled, hilarious. I, I liked, too, that he had a little darkness in him. Yes, like he, yes. He lets out that he's been abused all his life, and he just wants to be noticed. Yeah. The whole movie, it's a family-friendly movie. And going back to your point, teenage wish fulfillment. Yes, the 12-year-old in me uh, loved this. And if I was 12, I would fucking be losing my shit. It reminded me of when I saw Goonies and these other great adventures yeah. and had that vibe. Uh, but... 
there was some weird, the tone was weird because all of a sudden there's some crazy dark moments, like the guy disintegrating, like in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Or how about Savannah in the boardroom just fucking throwing dudes out the window? Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, that's fucking dark. I I actually liked that. Because I like the dichotomy of having like that little that little uh, girl. Darla was great. Darla, yes, you know where you have, and then you juxtapose that with a dark moment where you know Savannah throws a dude out the window and you see <laughs> people's heads bend bent off. Like I kind of that's it, what a nineteen eighties movie yeah, would do. Yeah, 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 it yeah. reminded me yep. of what I, yep. I imagine Stranger Things is. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, and like the other thing, like there's no obviously it's PG thirteen, like. I, there's no blood anywhere so it was just when they were getting slammed up against the thing they bite the head off of course no blood but yeah, like, whatever watch gremlins and shit like there's yes. fucking some fucking heinous stuff going so in so I there. like that they went they they they, they kept it a little oh, were, dark were you saying that was a good thing or a bad thing no I think I, I kind of enjoyed it because it caught me off guard uh, I think they don't make movies like that yes, anymore where yes. they have where they have the balls to like you know test that yeah. like weird go a uh, little bit dark area. yes Go dark with kids around. With kids yeah. around, and uh, like, fuck, yeah, yeah, it's scary. Guess what? Yes. When you have fucking uh, Listen, life is demons, scary. Yes. yeah, they're gonna be fucking scary. Fucking life. Oh, is I enjoyed scary. it too. I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't there arguing against it. Uh, what'd you guys think of the suit? I thought the suit actually looked pretty fucking cool. Padded. It looked like he was wearing a fucking tablecloth. A little bit of padded muscles. See, yeah, I bashed the suit yeah. when I saw stills, but I actually liked it on screen. Well, this is the thing. In this silly fucking movie, yeah, it works. It doesn't matter, right? It does it like all like that's what I'm. What I'm if you listen to my uh, quick review, it's basically like this is a f- unabashed comedy, like almost like Ghostbusters that has some like yeah, horror yeah. elements in it's it. It's an action comedy, yeah. And uh, that yeah. the nature of that kind of film, you can ch- kind of just like go with a lot of the stuff that's going on there, even though there's a lot of it's ridiculous. It, it, and, go ahead. I'll go, I already lost. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was gonna say, it, it, more so than an action comedy, it just really leans into the comedy aspect of it. Yeah, like I, the action. My only criticism really is the action isn't all that great. Like no, I don't, rem- I don't remember anything. Yeah, in terms the of the action, around looks kind of weird. It's sometimes. not important, but it's right. not important, right? The, the movie, the the movie relies so much on great character work. Yeah, just like those early, like look at Captain America, look at Thor. Yeah, like, those movies didn't have great action. Yeah, you remember them because they had awesome characters, and this one kind of follows that format too. It yeah. does have great characters. I felt they. I mean, were... even even in the little moments, like for instance, when they turn into adults, right? Yet Darla's character, who's now Megan Good, is going, yes. "Oh wow, I did that." Megan Good was so great as adult Darla. Oh, oh that and do, when the the Chinese boy turned into, or the <laughs> yes. Korean boy, whatever Asian boy turned yeah. into, um, Asian buff dude, and going yeah. Hadouken, yes, that's shooting great. out the lightning. Oh, I'm like, these are awesome character moments. Yeah. Like, I don't even care what they're doing. Just the fact that they're acting like kids in adult bodies is amazing it totally works there was one weird thing in which the 17 year old girl so the whole thing is when you turn into shazam yeah you, you become, become your full potential right right so eventually billy batson is going to grow into zachary levi at that age right and then there'll be no secret <laughs> identity but i guess the 17 year old sister yeah that was a little weird she turns into a 40 year old fucking woman yeah, How but is- zachary levi's 40 right well he goes uh, i'm in my 30s mid 30s yeah. Somewhere thirties. I, I would have thought she would have just become more muscular, but yeah, I I mean I went with it. Whatever. Her her full potential would have only been a few years older than her. I was like, why did you have to up age her up? But whatever. And it just got me thinking about like will Zachary like Billy Batson will grow into looking like Zach Levi. Well in the in the comics, actually, it wasn't until nineteen eighty six that Billy and Shazam were the same person. 
before that, when they split, Shazam was smart. He was wise. He was a different identity. He mm. would refer to him, his Billy. They would refer to himself as separate people. And then in 86, I think it was Roy Thomas reintroduces the character and makes him the same person. It's a better change to make yeah. it the same I think person. it works better that way. It makes the character stand out more than rather than being a Superman clone. It's like He-Man almost. Yes, you know, yes, where he's... He-Man I mean, becomes a different person separate from Adam. Gives him confidence. I, I mean, I even love the moments in the first battle with Savannah where he... He has to turn back into Billy to like get away. I love how when the lightning bolt hits him, it goes through shit and destroys things. Like it actually causes damage. So you got to be careful when you fucking yell the name. One thing back to the when all the kids turn into the Marvel family. Yeah, you know? it is, and they can't even or, call them that. Or the Shazam, the Shazamly, the Shazam. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, the they can't Shazam-ly. call them Marvel family. Yeah. Um, it took Shazam like three or four weeks to figure out his powers, but they were instantly not knew yeah, how to fly. Yeah, I knew you. Somebody was going to bring that up. Yes, <laughs> yeah. they, she knows how to run, and I mean, they kind of didn't. And they were like, like we got to wrap this up. Let's everybody know their powers. I, I do agree that they were able to just start fighting with the seven deadly sins and, and hold their own. Was yeah. it was a little was a stretch, but again. You you enjoy the characters. Yeah, you have to go with it at this end. They yeah. had to do that because you have these seven deadly sins. Uh, everyone needs you know to be. Now what busy. did you think of them? So I thought that was probably the weakest like part of the whole movie is the their kind of look, the CGI on them. They need to be. They need to make more distinguishing yes. yes. designs. Everybody's gray. Yeah, you couldn't tell who's who or like, why. Give them some color at least, except to, for you know, the, separate. The the you, yeah, gluttony was the only one you could mouth. tell. Yes, and he was fat. Yes, and he was fat. But yeah, they needed to make they needed to make them. I like the idea of making them some sort of personification of of, of, a, of a, a monster. But yes, yeah, I would have liked it more to be six. more more uh, distinct yes. each sin. You had one guy with bat wings, and then all the other ones look exactly the same except for the fat one. I believe they in, all look the same. In the comics, they are like different colors, and they're more uh, customized to their sin. Although, I, yeah, that I definitely agree with. I do think it was clever though that the one that. He could rile up was envy. Yes, he kept yeah. fucking prodding at him, and like, I like the on, whole envy. thing how they figured out his weakness. Like I thought that was really it wasn't forced; it was handled well. You notice the cut on his head. What is I? Well, uh, no, the fact that he they had to get oh, him to yeah, yeah. release all of them, and By he had no more power. Yeah, and then he had no more powers once all the seven deadly sins are outside his body, and then the eye thing, obviously too. Yeah, uh, some good shit. Uh, I like the first battle with Savannah. I think the end battle was maybe a little bit too long, but the kids were having fun. Right. It was a little long for sure. Yeah, it kind of just one. kept going. But uh, yeah, I wish that was the I, my weakest. My only thing would be the, the, the CGI on, on the sins. But they are an important part of the story because there's another Easter egg. They showed you fucking Black Adam oh, shit. for a Did second they? in the hologram when yeah, the wizard the says there was a hero, a champion before who mm. released all the seven deadly sins. They show you Black Adam. Oh, wow. The, the Rock, Rock has said he is going to prevent production on Black Adam. He also, Dwayne Johnson, produced this movie. He is heavily involved in this. And Did I he really? Yes. He, it was, he's one of the producers. better move to have this movie come out and yeah. then Black Adam. Yes, because if he was in this movie, he would totally overshadow every fucking body. Where did you see that he's producing it? I, I heard it was that. in the credits. I, was I, it? I, I, oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Because I'm looking at this, the Wikipedia and it doesn't say that. It, uh, look on the uh, IMDb, and I heard it on another podcast, too. Uh, I was okay. like, holy well, shit. This is, uh, Ruggs is absolutely correct. They were going to do a Black Adam film, yes. I think. Yes. But this this is much better idea. 
And I think this builds hype for the eventual clash between Zachary Levy Jeff and Johns Black and Adam. Dwayne Johnson, executive producers. Another interesting thing, I think this is the first movie that has nothing to do with Zack Snyder at all. Hands off. No Snyder producing. You know, wrong. Th- what? Aquaman? Superman. Man. It's a Zack Snyder Superman in there. No, I'm saying in, uh, in behind behind credit. the scenes. Oh, behind the scenes. Yeah, he's produced oh. Aquaman, Wonder Woman, all these I, movies. I can't take full credit for this. Yeah. Uh, th- this was actually brought up by our good friend, Devin Faraci. Oh, Devin Faraci, how's he <laughs> doing these days? But he brings up the dichotomy between a, Z- uh, a Zack Snyder film and a this. Yeah. So a Zack Snyder film. Remember in Man of Steel when the uh, they're in that like off-roads bar or something like that? And... Batman's yeah. being, or Mad, uh, Superman's, I think he's being bullied, or someone's talking shit to the waitress. When he has a then, beard, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. they go, those dudes go outside and they see their cars stuck between a pole. Oh, yeah, or the truck is like on the, the truck, pole, yes. Right, right. Yeah. And then in this one, they also have the, the scene where Billy has throws the car up in the air and it Yeah, lands. the kid's car. So they have both of those things, except one is a petulant teenager doing this in a superhero's body so that makes sense and the other one is the other Superman. one is a 30 year old adult that yes. is being petulant and doing that this is the difference between Look, their understanding of character between had, Zack Snyder and, and someone that actually understands that like these characters are for kids and these are these characters are supposed to be beacons of hope not some petulant 30 year old man child Ma- certain, yeah. characters. Certain, certain characters, certain characters, right. but that, that's that's the like, like that's not Superman's character to do that. Right, man, he gets half a suit, half of it right in Man of Steel, and the other half is like, what? He's trying something. He's, he's not a, he's not an angry person like no. that. You wouldn't <laughs> do that. He's never. But if your father said, "Don't fucking help anyone," that's true. Maybe it would be. Anyway, so that's, that's not he's what too we're talking. human. <laughs> you know, Superman's not human. He's yeah. he better than us. Right. Yeah. Right. He's the yeah. he represents the best. So I right. hope in this in the sequel of this that uh, when he's Shazam, he does maybe grow up a little bit or is not as goofy or a little more confident. That yeah, he had some weird looks on his face. Okay, when he tries to make the serious face when his nostrils flare, he looks fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it, it, <laughs> he looks so silly and stupid. I'm sorry. Like you, he can't really sell that. No, That's what cannot. I'm saying. He this cannot. movie is really reliant on how silly the situation is to carry you through it. Because if you if they tried to make him do a serious turn, yeah. I don't know if it would work. No, it doesn't. He it didn't. Like I see what they were doing. They were trying to make him badass. And for a minute, like when he says, "We're trying to make him fully badass." Well, like I, the little moments where he turns to them in the in the, the I think robbery. it's supposed to be bad, like goofy. Yeah, maybe because, yes, because he's trying I, to be. I a, really don't. You know, know if he could actually pull it off like be in the same yeah be in the same room with henry cavill as superman and then it and have the same like weight speaking to of you, which let's I was gonna, I was gonna bring about that out the post credit scenes because i forgot that we had talked about the fact that cavill was supposed to he was supposed shoot, to be in it and he didn't do it and he canceled this was all during the whole mustache gate time with the justice league reshoots this is also when he decided not to do it Honestly, I don't think you needed him in there. I didn't mind just seeing the chest shot of Superman. You get it. I think it still worked. It was still a pretty good I, gag. I thought, I mean, it was fine. Yeah. It would have worked a lot better if they had If it was actually Cavill showing up. It was pretty funny. And then 
the other one, Mr. Mine. What do you guys know about Mr. Mine? Anybody? I had. I was so. That was the first time <laughs> yeah, I was ever, lost on that. I was, that's the first time I've ever seen a post credit scene where I was completely lost. I was wow. Like, I didn't even know who so, was talking. Right. I was like, is this a joke? <laughs> so I remember. I didn't realize it was a fucking caterpillar. Did you notice the caterpillar earlier on in the no. movie? Yes, I did. Okay. I did not. Earlier on in the beginning when they're in the wizard's lair, the caterpillar is in a jar in the foreground as the camera goes, pushes in, right? Later on, when Billy Batson comes back, you see the jar and it's broken and the caterpillar is gone. This is a character called Mr. Mind. He's a malevolent bug who has been described as a cartoonish worm possessing an intelligence beyond that of human beings. <laughs> in the comics, his powers include telepathy, hypnosis, and the ability to spin super strong silk at a high speed like Spider-Man. So Mr. Mind first appears in Captain Marvel Adventures number 22, eventually teaming up with Savannah to form the Monster Society of Evil. <laughs> That's probably what is the second movie is going yeah, to be. Yeah, we're not really drawn for the best fucking material I here. do like that they didn't kill Savannah. That's refreshing That's also. I mean, he did a good job. Mark Strong was pretty good. If you're gonna go and embrace the comic books, do it all the way. Do this, it all this is the going. Way. I mean, this is full out. Yeah. When you throw a fucking caterpillar that can talk. You're like, what the fuck? Trippy as yeah. fuck. I, I that, that super. That I was sitting there going. I didn't know what that. I, I didn't this know. is all going over my head. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't there know There were either. people in the theater clapping, going, oh, clapping, and oh I was my like, God, how do you know? What fucking... am I missing? And how do I? How do you know about this fucking that caterpillar? That is what you call a deep fucking cut. Oh shit! Like, that's a deep. I don't know how these people deal about the. Caterpillar. I thought I thought we were getting a black Adam reference i was like where's black adam that would have been great to do a black yeah. adam thing but they can easily do that in the second movie also they kind of introduced it uh Look, i got a couple more things yeah uh or at least one more mark strong was okay i, I didn't think his character was I, I think this was another one of those movies over they didn't the villain wasn't all that could use a little bit more of him as an adult and lex luthering about a bit or whatever he was doing well, my big thing about his character is that in general, like, see, this is so weird because, like, this is a movie that is what it is, and then there's a movie that I could make out of this in my mind where, like, okay, what the fuck are we talking about here? This whole uh, Shazam. Mm. Like, what is that? We, they're, we're, they're, these dude just lives in a cave. Like, I don't get it. Like, what what, what are these guys doing? Where are these this magic coming from? The Rock All of Eternity. Stuff. Yeah, and so then you got a guy <laughs> who... Is obsessed with this and studying it his whole life, and you don't see him at all until yeah. he's a grown man. Yeah. And there is so much an opportunity that you, they could have used him as a vehicle to to unload some of this lore, yeah, and make this more well rounded and give better rules and all that other. I stuff. I mean, I thought really it did it set pretty good rules and it follows its rules, and I like that he was all the different people who who went through this experience and didn't get it. But you're right. I could have used a little bit more about... But he was the perfect vehicle for that. Yes, yes. Like, his life was the vehicle for that. But then you're taking away time from the fucking kids and the foster home. Well, there, and, I think that the whole... You want to know something? And you guys are going to disagree with uh -oh. me 100%. Yeah. But I think that the whole element of his mother... I think they should have not done that. Well, let, I forgot about that. Let's talk about that. It was kind of... A weird total I feel like thing that weakened in the middle. his character so much. I feel like number one, him being like this dude who like calls the police so he could get in their car when he could just go and look it up on the on his fucking phone. Like where's no, he was running live? a license plate check. You need the cop car computer. Yeah, where did he get where does he get the license plate from? So anyhow, <laughs> um like that was such an unnecessary <laughs> thing. All right. 
And then, like, they didn't need to explain that his mom was whatever. They could have just had him be a, an orphan from... He was grew up in an orphanage. What a piece or where, of was, shit, though. You were like, what a piece of shit. I didn't... Him finding his mother. Like, I think they did that so that he, he could finally accept this new family. But that cheapens the whole new family to me. Like, why does he need to fucking lose out this dream to fucking accept them when they're, like, good people? So I found out that that weakened his story. So I think they could have just thrown that whole mother story out. I, I I see your point for sure. I was initially I disagreed and I am sort of seeing your side. I think what it does kind of cheapen the fact that he embraces the new family. But I looked at it as the reason he's embracing the new family is because they even helped him find his mother. Yeah. Well, yeah. They the 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 Latino kid finds the notebook in the yeah. thing and put deduces that. And he oh. got no screen time. That kid. He barely got any. <laughs> I know. They they, they <laughs> the deduce with the Chinese boy. Yeah. That. Or the Asian boy that yeah. he's looking for his mother, and they figure it out. And they so find that, that's why he embraces them is because they even care for him. Well, that they once again heaped on another friendliness to him and another kindness to him when they were already friendly and kind to him. Yeah. So I feel like it, it's does it it adds something to that their their relationship, I guess. But then it opens up time for other stuff. And you can do different relationship things, and you can. So you have all that time that you put into this kind of narrative that didn't need to be there. It, there, she's. Sho- it, this is showing him what true family means. Like he thought his mom was family, and this is what he realizes that. Oh, think about all the time that they they wasted on him trying to find his mom. That's a, a good chunk of ten minutes there. I guess yeah. they, you could have put in more Savannah. There was something weird. And it doesn't really change anything about the story. He still gets adopted by this foster family. He still falls in love with them. And they still help him out because they they they, they 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 don't yeah they still help him become a better person and yeah. be, they basically help him become go from a teenager to somewhat of an adult yeah to make so good decisions. I feel like that's another weak point in the movie. Yeah. I think they I, do I see your point. Yeah, I don't completely agree, but I see. I don't know. But yeah, I thought it was the moment where she like ditches him. Like there was something odd just in the storytelling or the way they shot that. Like I didn't. Buy, yeah, because like why don't police she like go away. and find the mother. Yeah, like don't they look for? Her? They just oh, we never found it. Yeah, she never came. Like, like we're just, just standing like here. Weak, it was yeah. weak. That, that is true. Yeah. Her ditching him at a carnival and, and just being able to get away with and it. just walk away. The, the police the definitely never find. Yeah. yeah, the police would have found her and put her <laughs> yeah. in fucking jail. Yes, but wow. Yeah, so I, mean, I just think that that was just there were some like conveniences that were writ- written in there that I was just like, eh. But, I felt bad for him though. Like in this in this kind of context. Yeah. Whatever. It's Turn a- Stop talking over people, please. What happened? <laughs> <You> <laughs> over him. I'll cut that out in post. Nobody will hear it. <laughs> no, don't do it. I could separate everything, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but so much heart in this movie. It's really charming. It's a very uh, charming movie. Uh, some more Easter eggs. There was a whole bunch of smiley faces on the counselor's desk, kind of referring to Watchmen. That was Ace Chemical was in the background. This, I thought, was a really weird coincidence. Remember that George Miller movie, Justice League Mortal, that they were going to make for a hot second? Actually, they were ready to shoot, and then that day, that week, they had to shut everything down. Adam Brody, who plays the superhero Teddy, was going to play Flash in George Miller's Justice League movie, and DJ Catrona, who plays the adult superhero Pedro, was cast as Superman in that George Miller movie. And they finally do get to work together on something they actually shot. And uh, that's it. The other Easter eggs I went over. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Good stuff. Look, let's rank it. Let's rate it. We have seven movies from the worlds of DC. Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Aquaman, 
and Shazam, where does this movie rank? Let's go reverse rug boy. Give me a number. Where does it rank and give me in what? In in, in those seven movies. <laughs> Nobody pays attention. I think it's like uh I like Wonder Woman more. Yeah. This is a better, more balanced film than Wonder Woman. I'll say that. I feel like as a comedy, it's just a, it, what it sets out to do. It does it better in a lot of ways, uh, in a, a, as a whole, yeah. Than Wonder Woman does as being a superhero film, yeah. Because uh, you know you have that weak act, third act. It's there. more well rounded, yeah. But I think that um, it, Wonder Woman's got, even though I, it elicited laughter from me, and and stuff like that. I feel like it's easier to do that to make me laugh than it is to like inspire me yeah. and to like make me have like the hairs on the back of my neck stand up and stuff like that. And I think that Wonder Woman did that. So that one's always going to be on the top for me. All right. And so I'll put this one on second and then I'll put, you know, I guess uh, I, I want to say Aquaman because it was such a weird movie. But where do, where do you go from there? Yeah, it's, it's really a shit show from there. <laughs> Man yeah. of Steel at number three, maybe? Yeah, maybe Man of Steel and then Aquaman. Then Aquaman. Suicide Squad's on the dead bottom. Correct. And then you got the uh, Batman. Justice League BVS in between. Uh, Justice League is actually worse than Batman vs. Oh, okay. You'd have those flipped. Yeah. What number would you give this movie out of 10? Hmm. That's a tough one. I mean, as a comedy, it works very well. I, it very good. I would probably give it an, an 8. All right. As a comedy. Yeah. As a superhero film, I probably... And if you look at all the things that they that we have to kind of like let go because it is a silly comedy and you can't really take it to, you can't really take it seriously yeah um if i were to take it seriously and, and nitpick everything i could easily chop it down so i would say it, for what it is it's an eight for a superhero film and a film in general that makes sense i would probably chop it down some okay anthony rank it rate it sure um it, this is clearly between Wonder Woman and and Shazam. Any any other movie up there is, yep. is you're you're just fooling yourself. Yep. Any of the yep. other movies are even remotely close. Yeah, um, I'm not going to rank the other movies. So I th- I've thought about this a little bit. Wonder Woman initially would have been my choice uh-huh. because it's the more iconic film. It means more to the general society. There's bigger moments. The the, the, the No Man's Land scene is one of the all timers. Yes, for sure. Yeah, but. Upon further analysis, huh. Wonder Woman's whole plot is built around the fact that she's this naive woman uh-huh. that thinks by stopping uh, Ares, uh-huh. she is going to cure the evilness in humans. Okay. And in that third act, she learns that humans are much more complex than that. Yeah. And it's not about just killing Ares, yet she kills Ares and they stop the war anyways. <laughs> so the whole premise of the movie is so undercut by the third it's confusing. act. confusing. Yeah. You're right. That yeah. I can't put mm. it above a film that is in Shazam, Damn. which is built on the premise that this kid is a loner and he's he's telling, you know, the 17-year-old sister, "Beast, look out for number 1." And the whole lesson of this film is don't look out for number 1. It's actually better to share the wealth with everyone. And this third act, he shares the wealth with everyone. Yeah. He becomes a better person by sharing the wealth yeah. and not being selfish and they end up defeating the enemy. Mm. So, cohesively as mm-hmm. a plot, mm-hmm. this is actually a better film Damn. than Wonder Woman, which means I will put this above Wonder Woman. Holy shit, that is a very good fucking analysis and argument. 
because yeah, they, no, the it's, whole theme it's fleshed connects, out. Yes, connects. Th- there's a through line through this entire film it's that more makes complete, sense. Yes, whereas Wonder Woman's through line ends in the th- second act and doesn't it and starts to get frayed. Yeah, they throw it away. They throw it away. They they absolutely yeah. throw it away. They had a moment. That's the thing about Wonder Woman. They had a moment there to really do something special in the third act, and they turned it into a big CGI this battle. Thing, you're right. That ends because air. The war ends because Ares dies. Shazam nails the ending better. Yes. As Damn. far as, as far as theme. So well, yeah, fuck. because Shazam yeah. is basically, uh, well, Shazam is not really doing what Shazam actually is. It's doing Spider Man. Right. Right. So yeah. that's what. So they they pulled from a a better story, a better better narrative. But it's also doing Tom Hanks in Big, and they you know that that character kind of goes through a similar. Well, growth. we're talking about what just Anthony just brought. Right. Uh, all of this stuff yeah. about being a better person. Yeah. All this other stuff. That's um, that it's a complete cohesive. Yeah, message. yeah. I mean, Wonder Woman's a beauty. You know, that's also a beauty. She she does learn. Like it's yeah. a beautiful message. They, just the message falls flat because they they undercut it in the third act. Yeah, she does still grow. So yeah. I would like you know initial thought was Wonder Woman. Fuck. And I would have put. I would actually agree with Rugs. I'd go eight out of ten with this film as well. Wow. All if right. It had, if it had better action, I could put it higher. Okay. Yeah. Man, I was going to go ranking. It was going to be like Ruggs' ranking. I was Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Man of Steel. Sorry, you go Wonder tie. Woman, Shazam, Aquaman. Uh, fuck, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, Hold don't, on. Don't, don't rank those other films. Number one, Wonder Woman, Shazam, Man of Steel, Aquaman. Just four. I was going to okay. do the four. But you could tie Aquaman with Wonder Woman because your, uh, your argument is, makes a lot of sense. But Ruggs' argument also makes sense. You do definitely remember the iconic moments. It's, you know, it has humor, but it also has gravitas and some weight to it and some seriousness. Um, Wonder fuck. Woman's definitely the more important film if you're talking about gravitas towards superhero, like the overall impact. Wonder Woman's going to be felt forever. Shazam, who knows? Shazam may or may not be forgotten or buried, but it's a solid, uh, a solid, cohesive, well-rounded movie. It does what it was supposed to do. Like it does exactly right. what it set out to do. Yeah, and just culturally, like, like it didn't make the box office. It it's not as uh, it's probably going to have legs. Yeah, I think it'll have people legs. going to talk about how will good it, it have is legs. It That's a good question. That's what I wanted to it'll know. It'll have more legs than it should have. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean. Not according to the film, but according to its popularity. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, once like, an Endgame comes out, it only has like two weekends to fucking make some money. Right, but it'll probably maybe hold the, the drop off will be less. It'll be interesting. It'll be it's going to beat Hellboy again the second weekend. I think no problem. It did open at number one. Right. Uh, I'm still going Wonder Woman one, Shazam two, and I also I was like eight out of ten. This is a solid eight out of ten. It's Very a good. tough. It's yeah. a tough. You're comparing two completely yes, different genres yes, of yes, film, even though yes. they're both superhero yeah, movies. All right. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this: What was the better Captain Marvel movie put out in 2019? Oh, I oh, definitely shit. enjoyed this ten times more. I had more fun at this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, there was people that were like, I don't know. If it was like, like. Uh, Laughing so so hard they had to get up out of their chair yeah. to laugh. Yeah, no, I was laughing heartily, out loud, sincere, had and, me going. And, well, I wasn't, but there was some people was. like, well, dude, you <laughs> got to calm down. But there was a lot of that reaction. <laughs> there was clapping. Yeah. Yeah. There, was, you know, sure. there was all kinds of stuff. I, so. I would agree. I think Shazam is the better film. Isn't that crazy? Um, yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, is... We're really only comparing these two films because they have the same, Captain yeah, Marvel, but right. they're totally different in yep, terms of yep. 
uh, what they were going for and, and the character. And um, I mean, one's a, a 90s uh, told backwards space adventure kind yeah, of thing. With aliens and with al- And the other one's a, you know, a 80s wish fulfillment kid film. And I love the magic rules because they're like only magic hurts magic. So he's, you know, he's immune to everything unless he faces fucking stronger magic. And right. I love what he found that out. I, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of fun at this movie. I, it is hard to compare them, but I would, I, I would, would say Shazam's a better I would film, watch though. this again before watching Captain Marvel. Shazam is <clears throat> probably the best superhero comedy that there is. And Deadpool is obviously the first one is obviously right up there with it. But I think that Deadpool has all of these, uh, advantages. Yeah. Yeah, for like sure. Like it can curse, it could show dick, it yeah, can show breaks the fourth it wall, violence. Yeah. This doesn't do any of that stuff and it's still just as funny. Yeah, it's no, funny. The, the writing the writing was great. The humor writing was Deadpool so good. Deadpool has better action. Yeah, yeah. You know, higher so, budget pro- or no, Deadpool the first they were one similar had, budget. Yeah, it was like 60 million I think. Yeah, the first. Shazam was higher budget, but Yeah. No, I think Shazam I think Shazam is I'm trying to think of the superhero films all-time funniest. Right? This pro- I mean, I, hmm. where do you guys put this? So, okay, here's a question for you guys: Is this funnier than Thor Ragnarok? I that, I, that yeah. thought came yeah. to mind. Really, you think so? The a lot of humor people, in it is way better. I would agree. Although Thor to Ragnarok is basically considered a comedy Marvel film as well. Because, like, this is the thing: like this this particular character in this situation acts accordingly, and then thus humor. In suit, yeah. situate good situation. Yeah. It's like we're going to take Thor and all of a sudden make him yeah. silly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's like you're forcing it. It's being forced. Better than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two comedy. Oh well, yes. Rugs, well yeah. I know Rugs, Rugs is going to say that's it. not even a class. I know. I know. What you're that's the most say. forced fucking comedy. <laughs> it is one of the better. I, I enjoy comedies. Marvel comedy, but yeah. I agree that this one felt more natural. Like a lot of a lot of it's following the Iron Man Tony Stark lead of being yeah. quippy. Yeah. Whereas this one is. It's kids trying to be quippy because these kids are inundated with watching superheroes, so they think that this is the way to act as an adult. Yeah, but there's funny setups. That's yeah. true. You know, the setups are really funny. There's and, funny line I delivery. I mean, the fucking the part they where blew a lot of the, they blew a lot of these jokes in the fucking commercial, but like when he's charging people's phones and yeah. then fucking he blows a guy's yeah. phone up, yeah. like that's fucking funny. Or when he jumps up into the the over the building and he lands into inside the, the building yeah, into the window I, you know that's fucking funny but they blew that the best for me is when they they think of a place to land the transport to and they yeah. they think of a strip club <laughs> oh yeah they're back at the strip they, they club. do it twice and yeah, the second time the little kids there. the little kids got around they're covering the little kids like, uh, no, darla's why, eyes why can't i see anything i mean that's 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 legitimately like that's what a kid thinks of so i, I want to see some titties i also laughed out loud when they were he told them to grab his shaft <laughs> Oh, yeah. And he's like, say my name. And they all go, Billy. And he's like, no, no, say what I say to turn into this. Like, that's no, legit. It's legit, legit, legit funny. funny. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It's a, such a charming movie. Yeah, I, so it I, is. I, I almost wish I would have seen it again. Yeah. I could absolutely watch it, it again. It reminds me of 80s movies. Yes. That's, it has an 80s feel to it. It has the heart and the charm that, of an 80s I, I movie. I haven't seen a ton of 80s movies, yeah. but that the, a lot of the reviews that well, I trust were, were referencing them. Yeah, go ahead. I tell you what the thing about 80s movies. 80s movies, they treated kids a certain way. Seriously, they, almost. They, 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 allowed for, they, they allowed for mixing of genres yeah. or things that, like, you know, when something is in a kid movie now, it's like Disney-fied. Yeah. Like, only these things happen in a, in a, in a kid's movie. So like this was kind of like it, it's a kids movie, but adults can enjoy it. There's jokes for adults in it. 
There's all kinds of stuff going on that's a little bit more uh, well thought out than you'd think. There's a little bit more nuance than you think to this movie. Uh, so it, it does have a lot of 80s qualities to it. It's not as dumbed down as as you think. Hmm. So let's... Uh, let's what is it dr- yeah. Name a couple movies you think it draws from. Well, obviously there's like a Goonies, Goonies thing going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, um, I need to watch the Goonies. You ever watch the Monster Squad? Oh, I think I, I, fi- talked I about finally, about that. Yeah, yeah, I finally watched that. It's fucking. Yeah. It, 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 these kids are acting like adults in this movie. They're like talking about like all kinds of crazy that, shit. That, yeah, it reminds me of that. But that's how kids talk, though. Right. Sometimes. Have you seen the trailer for this new Seth Rogen movie with all these kids and they're fucking swearing and playing with dildos? It's like an R-rated movie with kids. And in the beginning of the trailer, he's like, you kids can't actually watch this trailer to your own movie. But it's like super bad with little kids. But it reminded me of Goonies, like Flight of the Navigator or like Stand By Me movies that when you were a kid, you just wanted to grab your bike and your friends and go on an adventure because it inspired you. Like this, I had the same feeling from this movie. In the Goonies, right? There's kids... You know, in, in tweens yeah. or teen, you yeah. know, preteens, yeah. and they knock down a statue of the David, and the dick falls off. <laughs> yes. All right, and then the kid picks it up and goes, "That's my mother's favorite part." <laughs> All right, there would never yeah. be a joke like that. Yeah. yeah. But it's something that a kid would totally say, absolutely, in front of his friends yeah. at twelve years old. <laughs> we don't have that. We've milked that out. We've completely destro- obliterated that kids talk. But this like movie that. has that a little bit. They they it kind does. of brought a little bit of that back. Yeah. I mean they 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 land again. They land in a in a strip club. <laughs> That's <laughs> the great. first place he thinks yeah. of to transport them to. Some place safe. Okay, let's end with this because Jess Rivera had a good comment in the spoiler thread on the Jock and Nerd Nation when I posted this. He said, "Is the movie actually good, or are we just hyped because it's not another total DC disaster? Can we definitively say DC has turned it around now after?" Aquaman and Shazam, mm. Wonder Woman. Here, here's what I'll say about that. Yeah. It is, it's, it's actually good. It is. It is actually good. Okay. Can we say DC has turned it around? I don't know if they turned it around. No. But I'll give them credit in that Aquaman and this movie, yeah. and Wonder Woman, but yeah. especially these, these two post-Justice League, yeah. definitely have a, the director's stamp all over it. Yeah. So Aquaman is, you know, there's a lot of really cool shots that James Wan it's has. It's a James Wan this. movie. Yeah. yeah, this one is definitely has the uh, a stamp like some uh, some sort of stamp that go you go okay like this director ha- is it has all styles. Over this. Yeah, yeah it has some sort of style same thing it's with not, wonder woman has style right it's not the and i love marvel movies but it's yeah. not the cookie cutter formulaic marvel movie so this is kind of interesting i'm kind of liking this direction i kind of feel like they're starting to get it and they've seen they've gotten to aquaman of course billion dollars i think this is another success critically a little bit more financially but like I said in the beginning, I love the casual references to the DC universe, how they're not forcing it on or or the story suffers because of that. Well, it makes sense it because works. you make a movie about a character in the DC universe. What they used to do is not mention right. any Anybody, other character. Right. Nobody else existed. All right. Yeah. Then Marvel did this thing where they're going to now weave all these characters together and they have to be all intertwined with kind of. Now, what this movie does is like, oh. We mentioned the characters exist. We we acknowledge that we're in the same universe. It doesn't necessarily have to be tied into everything, but there it, we, we acknowledge that it exists in a world with Superman and Batman. 
And that's a smart thing to do because it leaves the door open for a lot of things. I like the little dig on the Aquaman movie in the last last post credit scene where he's like, this thing is eating a billion fish. Oh, yeah. And he's like, it's not that cool. He's trying to he's trying to talk to the fish, the goldfish. No, he's testing out his yeah. powers. He's like, don't have telepathy. I love the powers. I think like any superhero movie, you got to have a fun powers testing montage. And this one had a great one. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it is an actual good movie. I am surprised that I had this much fun at a DCU movie. I, that I was I, also surprised. A universe that started with the dark and dreary Zack Snyder fingerprints all over it. Can I ask one question before we stop? Yeah. yeah. I, just rem- yeah. I just remembered this moment right. in the movie. Okay. So he's doing the lightning bolts. Yeah. He hits the bus. Right. The bus careens and starts hanging over the edge. Correct. Why the fuck is he just standing there? Why doesn't he fly up and yeah, stop why, it? I was wondering what? that, too. Why doesn't he yeah. just fly up and push did, it? Did he know he could fly at that point? He could, yeah, but even if he could, he can run as fast as the Flash, he could have ran to where the bus was. Look, he's a kid. It. He fucking panicked. It and pull it out. Yeah, he's a kid. He's a That's fucking... I well, I love where he's like, I'm fifth, almost 15. What does he say? I'm 15-ish. Uh, yeah. But he's a kid. He panicked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love where he's that like wisdom of Solomon. I mean, not yeah, thinking it. He, no uh, wisdom of Solomon. That, that line's wasted in the mo- in the commercials too. But it was a great line where he's like, "You almost electrocuted him." He's like, "But yeah, but then I caught it." <laughs> uh, and that's what that's yeah. What they burnt a lot of the lines. In the, they in the did. I'm glad. I'm very glad though they didn't burn the the, the Marvel the Marvel family. family. Yeah, oh shit! Fantastic. And what are they going to call them? Because they can't call them. But does that make Shazam a little less special now that everybody has fucking powers? Yeah. It but does, I mean, but it's it's the whole theme of the movie. It's, it is. It's, it's hard it's shared, family. Yeah. Yeah, it's family. We don't need a Shazam because we have Superman. So it's an opportunity to now create this fun little team yeah. of people that could do all crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. All right, that's the review. That's the show, Rugs. Where can the people find you on the lines? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. Where he's trying to get banned by more famous people. <laughs> I'm reading weird ass tweets, and I I had to restrain myself from going off today, and I didn't because somebody said that Shazam promotes negative uh, body stereotypes. What? what? Because when they became they become perfect, they become perfect, and then why is that the perfect human being? Am I shut oh, the fuck up? Oh, the fuck? It's your full potential. I was gonna go off. It's magic from a wizard. Why are you fucking questioning well, this? Also, yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm not even going to say that. That's just so stupid. It's the same people. I just go, I, Twitter is where fucking, like, I don't know, just weird thoughts just become things. It, these are the same people that forced the Russo brothers to explain why fucking Carol Danvers is wearing makeup and a tank top now the, in the these fucking are, these movie. These are the what same the motherfuckers that will advocate that someone that is overweight can't be told they're overweight by the doctor because you're fat shaming them. You know what I got for these people? Here, this is what they get. Well, then get your shit together. <laughs> get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. So it's together. Why are you putting people through this? Listener, follow us on the gram at Jock and Nerd. And uh, new episodes of Trivia Geeks Live, where I host the trivia game show. Check that out. Anthony's got a spinoff show. Uh, between each show, we got lots of content. Oh, let me plug that. Yes. I got uh, Daniel Nosker's. This episode's already out. Um, hopefully, you're checking that out. He's a really cool guy. He's actually was somewhat inspired by our podcast to start his own podcast. So Long-time I had, listener, man. I had him on, yeah. 
And uh, coming up, I don't know oh, yet. Who's next? Oh, I don't, uh, well, I have someone. His name. He's used to. He was on the Jock and Nerd podcast. He uh-huh. currently works for Google. Oh. Trying to line up my buddy Chris Sotelo. Oh, he does. Uh, he film makes for Google. So hopefully, I can line him up. But if not, I'll find somebody. Remember when Sotelo came on the show and we broke down movie trailers? trailers? Yeah. That was yep. so much fun. Great insight. Yeah. So since then, he's now moved out to California. He works, and works for, for fucking Google. Google. Works for the man. The biggest, most evil company around. Maybe yep. do no evil, but they do whatever. Yep. So hopefully, him. <laughs> if sure not, I'll find someone else. Rugs, what was that? I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to say goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. I think I'm going to go on Twitter. <laughs> Do what? I think that I'm going to an start up. Yeah, I'm going to go on Twitter and I'm going to talk about how it's okay for me to suck, but you have to be the best flawless person in the world and have the right opinion about everything. Fuck that show. <laughs> Yeah, I can suck. I can be a fat fuck.